Hello and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity news. This week we will be discussing a new attack against the SSH or Secure Shell Protocol. First, let's discuss what SSH actually is. SSH is a protocol used to remotely connect to other computers securely. SSH uses public key cryptography to make secure connections. Someone who wants to connect using SSH needs to generate a key pair, and the server they are connecting to will remember their key and check that it is trusted before allowing them to connect. Not all secure connections are created equal, though. In the case of Secure Shell, the client and the server negotiate which encryption protocol to use based on what they each support individually. Some machines that are old may only support older algorithms, and some of those older algorithms have vulnerabilities or it's easy to guess the key so that an attacker can uncover the actual plaintext before it's encrypted. Although some encryption is definitely better than no encryption, it's best to use the most secure options, which is what SSH will tend to do. Out of all the options available, it will try to negotiate for the most secure protocol possible. However, this new attack called Terrapin is able to downgrade that encryption, making the connection not so secure and potentially allowing an attacker to figure out the key and decrypt all communications. It can also allow attackers to disable other countermeasures to attacks like timing attacks. A timing attack is a type of attack where the attacker analyzes the time taken to execute encryption algorithms. This can potentially be used to figure out the initial input if timed with extreme precision. So how does Terrapin work? Security researchers at Ruhr University Bochum in Germany, Fabian Boimar, Jörg Schrenk, and Markus Brinkmann were the ones to figure it out, and I've linked their full academic report in my pastebin in the description of this episode. To summarize, the attackers need to be in a position called Adversary in the Middle, or AITM, which means they have to be able to intercept the communication as it's going on so that they can modify it, then pass it back along the communication chain unnoticed. This attack only works if ChaCha20-Poly1305 or CBC with Encrypt Then Mac are being used to secure the session. This may seem pretty specific, but these methods are actually very well adopted by an estimated 77% of public servers using SSH. Anyways, an attacker needs to modify what's known as the handshake. In this situation, a handshake is the process of the client and the server initiating the connection and deciding which protocol to use. In one example, the attackers can drop the ext info message and replace it with a different packet that can be ignored. Usually, just getting rid of that message will cause a red flag, but because the client knows how many messages it is supposed to receive, that is why it's replaced. This type of attack is called a prefix truncation, because you're truncating that part of the message. It's notable because it's the first vulnerability within SSH itself that is a practical exploit. Other issues with SSH have been either due to weak encryption algorithms or something attackers cannot practically exploit. So this vulnerability seems pretty bad, and it affects a lot of different systems, so surely there's a huge rush to patch like there was with similarly widespread vulnerabilities, right? Well, not exactly. The team behind creating the attack made a special vulnerability scanner for it, so people can see if they are vulnerable to the attack, but even if they are vulnerable, an attack is relatively unlikely. So why is that? Because the adversary in the middle position is very difficult for an attacker to actively maintain at the exact perfect time a desired target is connecting via SSH. It's just not the most practical type of attack to pull off and would require either a lot of luck from the attacker 
or a lot of time spent waiting for the perfect moment, rather than attempting other attacks that will likely have a higher success rate. The reason an adversary in the middle position is difficult is because, according to the creators of the Terrapin attack method, an attacker needs to be able to intercept and modify the network traffic. This is difficult to do over the internet, you're just not located in a very good spot to intercept those messages. You're not in the middle, you're kind of all the way on the end. The attack is more practical on a local network because you are positioned pretty well for it, and that itself decreases the attack surface considerably. However, it's still possible to compromise the local network in a different way, but if you're at that point, there are a lot easier attack methods that you can and probably should use over this one. However, I could still see it being used just for the novelty of it. And if this SSH attack isn't patched, well, it's always an option that attackers can use. You should always try to shrink the amount of options they have available. As of January 3rd of 2024, Happy New Year by the way, I forgot to say that in the last episode, 11 million internet exposed SSH servers remain vulnerable to the Terrapin attack. Most of them are in the United States, which has 3.3 million vulnerable servers, followed by China, Germany, Russia, Singapore, and then Japan. That doesn't mean all 11 million are at a high risk of attack, but it does mean if an attacker wants to try this method out, they have plenty of options to choose from all around the world. So what should organizations do about this vulnerability? Well, they should use the vulnerability scanner to see if they're impacted, and if they are, they should make an assessment of how likely this specific attack is to be performed against them. Considering the information we know about the attack, mitigations exist, like patching their specific implementation of SSH if such a patch is available. Another riskier option is to completely disallow the use of ChaCha20-Poly1305 or CBC with Encrypt Then Mac encryption. This is risky because although it mitigates attacks, it may also prevent legitimate users from logging in via SSH. The practicality of the solution depends on the types of protocols supported in the environment. If there's a client in the environment that supports these methods and nothing better or equivalent, it may prevent that client from making a secure connection, and you may need to take a little bit of risk in that case. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and another thanks to the researchers who outlined this attack in great detail, as well as Bleeping Computer and the Hacking News for reporting on it. My name is Chloe Tonus, and until next time, stay secure.